Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Takes over, taking over. My Bible, it is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer. I'm a doer. This word has given me life and life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Amen. Please continue standing. Go to Genesis 48. Uh, for those of you that were in second service on Sunday, I taught I am Joseph. And if you weren't here for both, you need to get both. Uh, amen. Genesis 48. Go to verse 13. Uh, remember, we talked about Ephraim and Manasseh. Uh, Ephraim means double fruitful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Manasseh means to forget the troubles. Of your household. I says, uh, Genesis 48, 13. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh with left hand towards Israel's right hand, and brought them near him. Then Israel stretched down his right hand, or Jacob stretched down his right hand, and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly. See, it's no coincidence that you've been favored. God did that knowingly. It's no coincidence that car accident didn't kill you. God did that knowingly. Does somebody say, the hand of the Lord is upon you? Watch well, well, this. And left his hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, walked, the God who has fed me all uh, my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, let <coughs> my name be upon them, and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into the multitude in the midst of the earth. What was he doing? He blessed him, because the blessing has to be what? Spoken. Now, 17. Now, when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Please understand, uh, don't be surprised when even family folk don't understand and it makes them mad when they see the blessing on you. Well, why so? Because, hey, listen, does somebody say favor ain't fair? It's just not fair. I, there's nothing I can do. I, I, there's nothing I can do about that, though. Nothing I can do about that. What's this? 
And Joseph said to his father, not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his hand. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He'll be great too and all that. But his younger brother is going to be greater than he. And his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, by you Israel will bless, saying, may God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And thus he said Ephraim before Manasseh. Now, I want you to go to Genesis 49. Genesis 49 told you tonight I'm going to begin teaching some 101s tonight, and so we're going to get some things. Genesis 49, go to 22. Now, this is Jacob giving the final blessing before his death over his children. Are you there? Genesis 49, 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a well, meaning he's fruitful and he's close to his source. His branches run over the wall, over the wall into what? Into the well. Say, I am Joseph. See, when you're close to your source, you're not hearing what I'm saying. That's why God will wake you up in the middle of the night so that you get to worshiping and get to praying. And you don't even know why you're getting up because he's got you close to your source and your branches are. Uh, the archers have bitterly grieved him. They shot at him and they hated him. <laughs> but <laughs> woo, his bow remained in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. For there is the shepherd of the stone of Israel, by the God of your father who will help you, and by the Almighty who will bless you with the blessings of heaven above. Say heaven. heaven. But watch this. This is the part I like. And the blessings that lie deep beneath. See, th there's stuff God's got for you that you can't see in your carnality. And you keep thinking it's a job. You keep thinking it's this. You keep thinking it's that. And God says, I got hidden stuff that ain't nobody ever's eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. I got hidden stuff from you, but you can't see it in the flesh. You can't see it trying to work it out and calculate your little calculations. It don't add up, and it ain't never going to add up. Somebody say it's hidden. Blessings of the breast and of the womb, Shaddai. That went over some of y'all's heads. He, he is El Shaddai. You get that on your way home. Watch this. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hill. Say, I am supposed to exceed the previous generation. They shall be on the head of Joseph. Watch this. And on the crown of the head of him who was, watch this, separate from his brothers. <laughs> oh, Father, we bless you tonight. I decrease that you might increase. Help us, Father, to live daily life in the fullness of the blessing. You're not mad, you're not angry. You're not trying to strike us down. You desire that we continually increase as Joseph did. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout, I am Joseph. I am Joseph. High five your neighbor. Just say daily living 101. Daily living 101. You can be seated tonight. Well, this. We, we're going to get to some daily living 
101. And so I want to take us through this line upon line, precept upon precept tonight. Uh, the reason I have you continue to say, I am Joseph, is because remember, in biblical time, in biblical culture, the name of a thing was very important because it spoke to the destiny of that thing. Y'all remember some years ago, it was a big fad in the body of Christ. Everybody was praying the prayer of Jabez. And so, Lord, uh, let you would bless me and enlarge me and enlarge my territory because Jabez's name literally meant pain. It meant mess. It meant foolishness. And so he said, I need you to bless me beyond the confine of what my mama thought I was worth. Uh, tell somebody, say, he's going somewhere tonight. Watch this. Uh, uh, Joseph, the Lord continually increases us, even in what seems like a decline. Since you are part of the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, say, that's my God. What that means is that even in what looks like a decline in your life, it's not. It is an increase in your life. See, when they make an announcement to you that we're getting ready to lay everybody off, I'm not worried about that because my name is Joseph. And so even though it looks like a decline to the world, it's an increase for me. There's some doors that God has to close for you because you won't close them on your own. And so God says, since you didn't heed what I said, I'll shut the door for you. Say, I am Joseph. Now, watch this. Watch this. Joseph, by every biblical definition, was regarded as prosperous, yet he owned nothing. I just need a church tonight. Joseph was very prosperous. Bible, everywhere you see Joseph, a couple lines later, he, he, he was prosperous, and the Lord was with him, and the Lord blessed him. Yet, he didn't have a deed to anything. He was just a steward over a kingdom he was given. Please understand, the problem with most folk in the body of Christ is we keep trying to apprehend stuff. Not understanding stuff does not make you prosperous. What makes you prosperous is that the Lord's hand is upon you. So you may have a bunch of stuff, but you're going to lose it after a while because if God's hand ain't on you, only the Lord can bless and add no sorrow. So I ain't caught up in stuff. And well, I got this, I got that. That's nice, but I got Ephraim. <laughs> I got double fruit. You may have a big house and a big bank account and a big car, and that's nice, but I got the hand of the Lord upon me. And so even in what looks like a recession for the world, I'm increasing. Tell somebody say, I'm increasing. I told you I want to teach. Y'all sit down. I just, I won't teach. I, I, I won't teach. I won't teach. Watch this. He was given stewardship over a kingdom. Matter of fact, it was the kingdom of who would later become their enemies. We're going to look at his life because we take daily living. Watch this. Daily life is comprised of two things. Take good note. Relationships and habits. Your entire life is comprised of relationships and habits. Let me prove it to you. When you wake up in the morning, you follow a habit. Now, for those of you that are married and you wake up in the morning and then you look over to your spouse, that's a relationship. You go to work, follow the same thing, follow the same route to work. It's a habit. But then that person that you really can't stand comes up to your cubicle. 
That's a relationship. <laughs> Habits, relationships. Say it with me. Habits, relationships. That's what life is comprised of. And so if we don't understand how to use wisdom in our relationships, our life will be off kilter. To the same effect, if you don't know how to control your habits, you're going to have a gangster lane going on. Are you here? Watch this. Joseph had relationships that helped him. Go to Genesis 39. Let's get to this. Genesis 39. Believe it or not, I'm almost through. Watch it. <laughs> I said, believe it or not. And I said, <laughs> not. Okay, watch it. Genesis 39, go to verse 1. Joseph had relationships that helped him, but he also had some relationships that hurt him. And when you don't know how to manage your relationships, you'll walk around and your life will be all messed up. Because you don't know how to manage it. A lot of people do things in the name of being a good Christian. What would Jesus do? Well, I'll tell you what Jesus would do. He'd turn them tables over. And not only rebuke the sellers, he'll rebuke the buyers too. But so what do you mean by that? A lot of times Christianity has this view of Jesus like he was just some little guy just, would you like me to heal you? I'm the Lord. No. Listen, some of the stuff he said, and you've heard me tell you, some of the stuff he'd say to his disciples, I mean, it, it, it would, I'm trying to be polite these days, it would scare the world out of you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he'd tell Peter, get behind me, Satan. That's one of his top staff people. Could you imagine in a staff meeting, everybody sitting around the table. Jesus said, all right, we call this meeting order. All right, what's going on? Give me an update on what's going on in the crusades. And Peter said, Lord, you know, I just want to let you know I love you and you can't die. Peter, you're the devil. <laughs> you don't know the things of God. Right. Judas, what's going on with the money? <laughs> you understand, Judas carried the money box. Judas was the treasurer for Jesus Christ International Ministries. The Bible says even though he stole, the Jesus ministry still had enough to do well. So you know that's when the hand of the Lord is upon you. Even when you got folks stealing and pulling and all this, and you still got enough to do what you need to do. You're not hearing what I'm saying. So Joseph had relationships. Potiphar, go to Genesis 39 and 1. As brothers had sold him. Verse 1, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. Now, that seems almost like a contradiction, because how is he successful and just was a slave? You need to understand your circumstances ain't got nothing to do with God's big picture. You better understand that. Stop judging who you are by what's going on around you. You may be in a mess, but you ain't a mess. Stuff may be going on around me, but baby, I'm not letting that get on the inside of me because I am Joseph. <laughs> That's the Bible. That's the Bible saying he was a prosperous man. He's very successful. Could you remember? He the nicest dressed slave. <laughs> I mean, he's the most clean cut slave. He had to tell you he's a slave, but you didn't know he's one. 
See, see, a lot of people think you have to look like where you've been. No, you, you ain't got to look like where you've been. You, you, the, the goal is not to look like where I've been. It's to model where I'm going. So you got to learn how to be like Sadrach, Meshach, and that bad guy. Bible says they didn't even have the smell of fire on them. They'd been through hell, and you wouldn't even know it unless they told you. See, you may think your neighbor's being fake. They ain't being fake. They just being spiritual because I don't have to look like I've been through hell. I can come in praising and shouting, and I ain't got to come in with my head down looking all jacked up and messed up and dusty robe. I may have been through the fire, but baby, the fire ain't on me. The Lord was with Joseph. He was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. That sounds like a paradox. He's a successful, but he's in the house of his master. Verse 3, and his master saw the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. See, Joseph was the one that could take your money, invest it, and you want, but, not, but see, look, let me help your neighbor some. There's anointings that you have that ain't for you. It's for folk. And somebody come up to you and ask you to pray, and you go, Father, I pray the button in the name of Jesus, and you got all the scriptures and all that. And then when you're trying to pray for yourself, all of a sudden it's like, uh, <laughs> Lord, most gracious and merciful Savior. Joseph's anointing worked real good for everybody else. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to work that, big. I'm going to tell somebody, so he's going to work that. So Joseph found favor in his sight, but he served him. Then he made him overseer. He made him the bishop. He made him overseer. Somebody say overseer. Of his house and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house because of Joseph. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Watch this. This relationship helped Joseph. Potiphar helped Joseph because he recognized that the that the hand of the Lord was upon him and that even though Joseph had been through some stuff Joseph was double fruitful Bishop why do you say that because Joseph produced a son called double fruit you get, I, I don't have time I don't have time I don't have time to work there what's this say Potiphar that was a good relationship. That was a good relationship. And Joseph did right by that relationship because he didn't, he didn't get in there and say, now nah, I'm in there. I'm running part of his house. You know, let's party. Let's have a good time. Come on, let's have revival. Well, not on Potiphar's dime. Say relationships and habits. Those are the two things that make up your life. See, the reason that God will give you favor with your employer is not so you can get in there and then start slacking. It's so that when you get in there, now you can start manifesting that blessing to the point to where they're saying, listen, everything I got, I, I don't even check your work because I know you did a good job. 
And you're thinking, oh, I got to be out owning my own. Maybe that's not worth the stage that you're at yet. Maybe your stage is God is teaching you how to prosper for another man. Say, Potiphar helped him. Now, go down Genesis 39, go to 22. The prison keeper was a relationship that was good for Joseph. Genesis 39, 22. And the, now, now and you understand, in this relationship, and we'll come back and fill in the, the blanks here, uh, but Potiphar's wife lies on Joseph. He gets thrown in prison. But, you know, since Joseph is continually increasing, that ain't nothing for him. He's like, this is the best you got? I'm going to be running to prison and in in, in give me two days. You think I'm joking? Read it. Verse 22. <laughs> Matter of fact, go, go up to verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. God said, Joseph, you're so blessed by me and so favored by me. I'll bless you in jail. I'm going to give you favor with the warden. Everybody else only get one cornbread. I'm going to give you two. I'm speaking to somebody on the internet campus right now. God says, I'll favor you with the prison keeper. See, are you getting this? See, when the blessing works on you, it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're going through. It's always working. Because you can't bless what God. You can't curse what God has blessed. Can't do it. Watch this. Verse 22. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. He's so blessed that the warden says, listen, it's your jail. I need y'all to get this. See, stop complaining about your circumstances. God is trying to make you work the blessing. Stop saying, God, get me out. God, get me out. Shut your mouth and just get it. Tell somebody say, the blessing's working. Blessing's working. Blessing's working. Blessing's working. Watch it. Who were in the prison, whatever they did, it was his doing. In other words, the, in other words, the text is saying, Joseph is so blessed that Joseph is directing the daily affairs of the jail. And he's a prisoner. He got his orange jumpsuit on. Uh-uh, no, this ain't basketball time yet. No, no. Weightlifting is from five to six. Five to six. Come on in, it's Bible study time. Come on. And the keeper of the prison just sits back and says, the Lord is with him. What am I supposed to do? Because when that blessing's on you, even your enemies will bless you. Touch yourself. Say, the blessing's in me. The blessing's on me. It's working 24-7. And here's the, here's the problem. The problem is, saved folk will think, oh, they, put, they locked me up. Now, let me be clear, Denver. Now, I'm not suggesting we do things that lead to that. So you can manifest the blessing. <laughs> now, what I am saying is that if you ever get placed in a situation saying, God, how did I get here? It's because he wants you to manifest the blessing. He wants you to manifest the blessing. That's it. Watch this. Verse 23, the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's thought. He said, I'm not even going to check what you say, Joseph. Whatever you say, it is. 
Because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. He don't own nothing. He's just running some other man's jail. He didn't own nothing in Potiphar's house. He's just ruling everything he got. The butler. Go to Genesis 40 and 20. 40 and 20. The butler was a relationship that blessed Joseph. There was the butler and the baker that were thrown into that same prison. Joseph interprets a dream. Genesis 40. Go to 20. Now it came to pass on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he made a feast for all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and the chief baker among his servants. He locked him up because he was mad at him. He said, y'all can come out because it's my birthday. We're going to have a good time. Okay? Verse 21. Then he restored the chief butler to his butlership again. I didn't know there's a word, butlership. Why is it? And he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand, but he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet, the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but he forgot him. Now, go over, go over to 41 and 9. 41 and 9. Then that same butler spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my faults this day. When Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in the custody in the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker, we each had a dream, and one night he and I, each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now, there was a young Hebrew man, uh, with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard, and we told him as he interpreted our dreams for us to each man he interpreted according to his own dream. And it came to pass, just as he interpreted for us, so it happened. Somebody say, so it happened. He restored me to my office, and he hanged him. Then Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. He shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. See, the reason you don't treat people bad on your journey it's because you don't know which one of them is going to have to remember you. Watch this. Watch this. Say relationships and habits. So Potiphar's a good relationship. The prison keeper's a good relationship. The butler's a good relationship because now the butler's the only one that could to tell Pharaoh about Joseph. See, 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 God will divinely connect you to folk. You need to get the power of connections teaching. He'll divinely connect you to folk. And one day when you got a specific need, you got a specific job you need, you got a specific whatever you need, and then that connection, that joint will start supplying. Imagine had Joseph said, listen, I run this prison and I don't have time to interpret your dreams today coming up in here asking me to do all that because you know the Lord with me. Pharaoh was a good relationship for Joseph. Go to Genesis 41, go to 39. Genesis 31, 39, or 41, 39. Now, uh, Joseph, uh, here's the deal. You had all these Egyptians trying to interpret dreams, but only the Lord was able to provide interpretation through one of his servants. See, the reason God will place you around a group of worldly folk is because you're the only one that can provide an interpretation to the dysfunction of their situation. And you keep saying, Lord, get me away from these worldly folk. No, you need to say, God, thank you, I'm here. Because I'm the only one that can help bring interpretation to this mess they're going through. Stop trying to get in your little save Jesus click. Now, I'm not saying be conformed to. I'm saying while you're there, you need to be salt and light. 
But eventually, they're going to come to the salt, and they're going to say, listen, I, I had a dream. And you're the only one that's going to be able to interpret this dream for me. I've been, I've been through some stuff. Can you tell me why I had to go through all that? Does somebody say you're going somewhere? Genesis 41, go to 39. Watch this. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house. Here's this prosperity happening. He don't, run, he don't own the kingdom, but he gets to run it. He didn't, he, watch this, watch this. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne, I'll be greater than you. He said, listen, the only way I'm greater than you is because I'm Pharaoh. Watch it. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, and he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried out before him, Bow beneath. Joseph now, who was a servant, I'm trying to help somebody, who had to go through some stuff. Say he had to go through some stuff. His stuff divinely connects him to prison. In prison, he meets somebody that divinely connects him to Pharaoh. He gets divinely connected to Pharaoh, and now, before Joseph shows up, Joseph's armor bearers show up and say, the man of God is coming. Bow the knee. Well, why we got that? Because there's an overseer coming. Consequently, let me just parenthetically insert this here. Uh, the signet ring and the gold chain and the fine linen, all of those are garments of the bishopric, oversight. See, the power of dealing with an apostolic anointing in true form, fruit produces itself. The power of that is that God will allow that apostolic anointing to rule over its enemy's territory. See, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm preparing because in a few weeks I'm going to deal with a bunch of foolishness that's going on in the church. And, and the Lord said we got to attack some stuff head on. And, 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 and here's the deal. God says, in the midst of your enemies, I'll allow you have oversight of them. So you keep saying, God, get my enemies, get my enemies, get my enemies. If he gets them, who are you going to put your foot on? It's only fun when your haters get to see you. It's only fun when the folk that ran their mouth about you get to see you. And let them talk. Let them run their mouth. The Lord says he'll prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He's made my enemies my... So, Lord, let them come because I need to get promoted. When an enemy shows up, promotion's at the door. Let me just help you right through there. Watch this. I got to move. I got to move. I'm out of time. Watch this. Watch this. So they announce him before he comes. Bow the knee. 
the man of God is coming. Joseph is coming. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. He says, I'm giving you rulership, not just over the land. I'm giving you rulership over the border. Meaning, Joseph, whatever you bind. I'm trying to connect dots. Whatever you bind is bound. But whatever you loose, Joseph, I'll loose it. See, the reason we say I am Joseph is because, see, what you have don't belong to you. It belongs to God. You're just a steward over it. He's made you overseer over that. That ain't your wife. You're an overseer. God's made you a steward. And if you don't do right by it, that ain't, them ain't your kids. God's made you steward over that. That ain't your money. God's made you an overseer to that. It's quiet in the church. I says, I says, I says. But then Joseph had some relationships that hurt him. And he didn't know how to manage them. Let me help you. Let somebody say he's going somewhere. Flip back to Genesis 37. He has four relationships that help him dramatically, but he also has some that hurt him. Now, let me say this to you. I don't care how spiritual you are. Doing your walk, you're going to have relationships that hurt you. Let me just save you all the extra. It's going to happen. Bishop, don't, I don't receive that. Well, you don't have to. Ecclesiastes says. And you cannot if you want to. I'm just telling you. What you choose to accept makes it much easier to deal with. Reason some people ain't over their issues that they had when they first got saved 17 years ago is because they refuse to accept that it's their issue. And it's everybody else's issue. But I'm fine. It's everybody else. Adam. That woman. And the woman say that devil. And if the devil got the opportunity to say something, he would have probably said, the bird was talking to me. I didn't want to do it. But you know them birds. Dirty birds. What's <laughs> it? His brothers were relationships that hurt him. Genesis 37, 9. Remember I said this statement to you on Sunday that you may be from the same place and have the same blood, but it does not make you a brother if you're not headed the same direction. Please understand, you understand we, have, we say these things and we act like they're in the Bible. You know, blood is thicker than water. Like that's in the scripture. Like God said that. I found out many times blood is far more diluted But you can't see that plasma, though. You can't. <laughs> Genesis 37, 9. Watch this. So he dreams one dream, and they hate him. Then he has the intestinal fortitude <laughs> to have another dream. <laughs> then he dreamed another dream and told it to them same folk and said, look, I dreamed another dream. And this time, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed down to me. Sun and moon represent mother and father. Just in case you didn't know, the 11 stars represent his 11 brothers. What's this? 
Joseph did not know how to be quiet. There's a scripture. It says, you don't have to let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. The reason some of the issues you run into in relationships is because you try to deposit something into someone that's already overdrawn. And they don't have the capacity to handle what you're depositing. And you're trying to tell them, God's going to do this, God's going to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And they're bankrupt because theirs didn't happen yet. And then you're wondering why they envy yours. Where we mess up in relationships is that we want more out of people than they have the capacity to give. You're trying to make a $1,000 deposit from somebody that's got four cents. $1,000 withdrawal from somebody with four cents. And then you got the audacity to get mad at them when they just, they just, you know what an over, you know what overdrawn people do? They bounce. Some of y'all, some of y'all rode the little bus to school. Does, does it mean, <laughs> come on, come on, here we go. Overdrawn people bounce. Listen, what does that mean? But, but let, let's really, I want you to get this because I want you to remember this analogy. Here's what they do. They jump from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. This month they're doing this, but next month they're doing this. The month after that, God said this. The month after that, God said something else. I ain't never heard God say so much that ain't happened. Maybe it's not God. Maybe it's the fact that you're overdrawn, and you're overdrawn because what does our text, what does our original text say? If you're not close to the well, your source, and your branches aren't running over, you will be depleted. And you're running off of your prayers from two months ago. It's quiet in this cathedral. This is a cathedral. This is the house of the bishop. All right, watch this. Potiphar's wife, go to Genesis 39. So, so Bishop, how do I deal with that? I got to learn that there's some stuff I don't need to tell people until they've proven themselves trustworthy. See, the problem a lot of folks have is they show up and throw up. In sales, one of the things they teach you in sales is don't show up and throw up because you tell the customer what they don't need to, they need to know what, how much it costs and what does it do. And you talking about, you know, when you were five, you really could have used this and all that. And they don't need all that. How much does it cost me? And what does it do? A lot of people show up and throw up in their lives. Hi, my name is John. I was using a random name. My, my name is John Quisha. <laughs> that way it ain't nobody in here. Ain't no John Quisha in here. All right. Here we go. <laughs> That's a Hebrew name. And they show up and they throw up. And now the person at the post office knows more about you than the folks you say you got relationship with. Show up and throw up. So you got to learn when to close your floodgate down until someone's proved themselves worthy to be deposited into. And people may, but they just think they are that. They fake because they won't tell me their business too. No. I'm just going to learn from Joseph. <laughs> you ain't going to sell me. I'll tell you that. If anybody getting sold, it ain't going to be me. I'm just telling you right now. All right, next relationship. Say relationships, habits. Now, now this is going to blow your mind. Go to, go to Genesis 39 and 6. Genesis 39 and 6. Y'all all right? I'm just about through. Genesis 39 and 6. 
Now, this is Potiphar's wife. Now, everybody blames Potiphar's wife. And, you know, that woman did this, that woman did But let me show you where Joseph could have fixed this. See, in relationships, what you don't deal with up front becomes a monster later on. So you get in a relationship, and so you didn't really say everything you want to say up front. And then now 10 years later, you're saying what you really wanted to say 10 years ago, but now it's a monster. And monsters shouldn't be followed. They should be looked at. I'm just telling you, you don't follow a monster. You look at a monster. <laughs> Genesis 39 and 6. Thus he left. Who's he? Potiphar. <coughs> he left all he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. He gave Joseph rule over everything in his house except his own meals. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. I'm going to say, I am Joseph. Don't you let nobody tell you you ain't this, you ain't that, baby. I am Joseph. I'm handsome in form and appearance. Don't you let nobody talk you out of that. And a lot of times in the body of Christ, we don't understand the importance of that. If you don't like who you are and how you're shaped and how you're made, it's going to reflect in how you live. Ladies, you got to learn how to love everything God gave you. And some of y'all just need to say, I'm Ephraim, I'm double fruitful. You, you, you know, you... You don't know Nan. I'm double fruitful. I'm serious. Don't you let people make you feel bad about how you look. Say, I'm Joseph. Don't, 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 you, don't you let, don't, 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 don't you do that. I'm just living for Jesus. I don't care. Are you alive? You do care. But you need to find that from God. Watch it. And it came to pass after these things, his master's wife cast longing eyes at Joseph. And she said, hey, Joe. Potiphar gone. She turned the lights down and turn out. Turn out yeah. Say relationships, habits. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me uh, in the house, and he has committed all this he's had into my hand. There is no greater in this house than I. So he, he doesn't even respond with, I'm going to tell him right now. And I got my recorder going so he can hear it. He gets arrogant. There's nobody greater in this house than I. You really think your husband's going to listen to you? That's what he's saying. When you read the Bible, you can't just read the thing. You got to read the thing. You read it in, you read it out. What does it say? What doesn't it say? Because sometimes what it doesn't say is more important than what it does say. Watch this. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Watch this. Here's where he really messed up. So it was as he spoke to Joseph day by day. No, 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 no. It wasn't just one time she approached him on Monday. Because he didn't put her in her proper place on Monday. She came back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So she kept coming back day by day. Why? Because Joseph didn't manage the relationship. She don't mean nothing. She just being friendly. She just a 
holy woman of God. He didn't mean nothing. He just literally, he just really just wants to take me out to lunch just so we can talk about the things of God. <laughs> Why don't everybody understand that? He just wants to pray at 10.30 p.m. In Lodo. I ain't been down there, but I don't think it's no churches. Ain't no houses of worship. Now, let me just, because if I'm talking about something that's specifically happened for somebody, that's the Holy Ghost. I don't know nothing. That's the Holy Ghost. You, you need to get used to it. You got a prophet in your house. You got an apostle in your house. So I'm going to get in your stuff. And if that's you, then nobody call me up and tell me and send me no email. Okay? Reason I'm in your business is because that proves to you where you're supposed to be. All right, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Day by day she came, and he never put her in her proper place. What you don't fix in relationships up front. See, up front, you got to say, when, I, when, I, when I'm meeting different people now, I just tell them up front, listen, A, B, C, D, E. Now, if you got a problem with either one of those, then let's just end it right here. Wow, Bishop, I just like to be a little bit more friendly and a little bit more compassionate. And that's where you got so many problems with relationships. You won't say what needs to be said. It's quiet in this. Watch this. Watch this. That he did not heed her. So she's talking, and he's just ignoring, thinking it's fixing. She's going to stop any day now. She's going to quit any day now. With relationships, say with relationships, I fix it up front. Now that may mean every time you turn around, you got to say something. So let it be written. So let it be done. And when the other party, I'm not just talking about dating relationships, marriage relationships, these friendships, anything where you have a, a dealing with another person is a relationship. You got to set boundaries in relationships. Some of y'all got folk call y'all at, at all kinds of hours. Heaven ain't even open. And you got all kinds of stuff. I'm being facetious. You got all this kind of stuff going on, and you call it kingdom work. It ain't kingdom work. You just want to feel needed. And you do it in the name of ministry. It's quiet. Y'all was shouting when I was saying, you Joseph. Where'd Joseph go? Watch this. With her or to be with her, verse 11. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men was, in, was inside. Then she called him by his garment saying, lie with me. Here's another thing with relationships. Never be alone with someone you can't trust. Male, female, boy, girl, hog, frog, dog, horse, cat, dog, cat, whatever. You never isolate yourself with someone that you cannot trust. But they seem trustworthy. Let time tell you that. A week ain't enough. That ain't enough. Two months ain't no enough. That's how we talk where I'm from. No enough. Not, not 90 days, 180 days. To some to look, some of you are going to take you 365 days. Listen, listen, we've been talking for about a year. I think... We can go out to the Starbucks now, you know. Watch this. 
Texas. But it happened about this time. He went in. She said, lie with me. Verse 13. And it was so when she saw that he left his garment in her hand and fled outside. Bishop, what's the principle there? The principle there is you never leave something with someone you can't trust. Something physical, something spiritual, something emotional. You don't give a piece of your heart to someone you can't trust. The Bible says, above all things, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. You don't give that away freely. I don't know why I keep getting hurt. I don't know why I keep... Because you just give it away, and nobody has to pay anything for it. It goes on. I'm just going to I'm just going to sum it up real quick here for you. It goes on. She lies to Potiphar. Potiphar ends up <coughs> tossing him into prison. We looked at that relationship, but he did not know how to manage that relationship because he he was. He, what's this? Sometimes we can be so far in the third heaven that we don't use good earthly wisdom. I say that. You got to be aware of what people are saying, what they're doing, why they're doing it. You got to have your eyes open. I was traveling uh, <coughs> some time ago, and I was in a place, and we were praying. One of the things that when you in, in when you deacons minister, one of the things that you're trained on is there's sometimes when you pray that your eyes don't need to be closed. And I was ministering, and this was a peculiar trip. <laughs> I was ministering, and long so it is, somebody you know had was been through a lot, walking up, and they was all rough and destitute and all this, and they came up, and, you know, so we were going to help them and all that, and then the person I was with, you know, closed their eyes and started speaking in tongues. I said, uh, well, while you praying, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and this is a long time, this is about, this is several years ago. Mister, what are you trying to say? Well, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Had I closed my eyes trying to be deep, I could have got taken for everything I had. But the Lord will protect you. Yes, but the Lord gave me something called wisdom. There's some things you jump into and you just jump in head first. Ain't prayed, ain't consulted, ain't, ain't just, just, you know what, I just, I feel. And that's the problem. If your relationships, are, if your life is lived by emotion, you will always make wrong decisions. Say daily living. We don't live by emotions. We live by convictions. You understand that? Because here's how emotion works. On Monday, I may feel like loving you. But on Tuesday, I may not have that same feeling. And if I live my life by emotions, I'm going to be, baby, come on, let's make it work. Come on, let's make it work. Leaving songs. And then she'll call you, you know, and then play Marvin Gaye. It's much too late. And then you decide, I don't want to do this no more. Because you're emotional. And then two weeks later, you know, God said. Somebody said, get out of your emotions. So the question is, is convictions. What do we believe? That's what we live by. See, the reason you love the person that does you wrong is not because you feel like it or want to or you got some super spirituality that makes you do it. It's because my convictions are, I got to love those. That despitefully. Somebody say that take faith. Uh, I, I got to get you right here. Right here and then I'm through. Right here. The last relationship that messed up Joseph was his mother and father. 
Go to Genesis 37 and 10. Genesis 37:10. I was talking today with a gentleman um, down south, and we were talking, and he does some things in ministry, and, and we're making some connections and all that. And he began to share, and he said, Bishop, he said, the thing that happened to me is, is that I was connected. And he was talking about somebody in his life. He said, I was connected to them, and God blessed me with this great, great thing, but, but, but they kept killing it. And I let it go because I didn't know how to manage that. Watch this. Watch this. Genesis 37.10. Are you there? So he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream you've dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth? Before you? In other words, here's what, he's, here's what he's doing. He's laughing his dream away. You're going to own a what? Boy, you can't even clean your room. You, 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 you're going to get in Bible college so you can get in ministry? Are you joking? Four months ago, you was with me at Club Sugar Daddy. Somebody one day is going to do that, and, and we're going to go down and lay hands on the building and close it. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. Verse 11, and his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. So now Jacob's got a bias against Joseph because he didn't know how to handle the relationship. Say relationships, say habits. Do y'all give me two minutes? Uh, one of the things we got to do is get the proper mindset about life. Because when our mindset is right, our alignment is right. When our alignment's right, the decisions we make are right. Do you understand that? You, let me show you how to make a bad decision. Do it in the middle of your emotional time. I mean, that's the secret. You're on the secret to making bad decisions right there. Five steps to bad decisions. Be emotional, be emotional, be emotional, be emotional, be really emotional. You made the wrong decision. Are you hearing me? Watch this. Say this. God is not mad at me. His desire for me is to walk in the fullness of the blessing. Say, since my traditions, patterns, and habits can be the main block of the blessing, if I change those, there is no hindrance. Let me make an announcement to you. The devil ain't your problem. I'm going to say it again to you. The devil is not your problem. I'm going to say it until you act like you heard what I said. The devil is not your problem. If you spend half the time you spend buking and binding and all this kind of stuff, worshiping and getting wisdom, the devil's been, you know, you know what? The church has made an idol out of the enemy. 
Because 90% of what a lot of Christians do ain't even with God. It's with them trying to fight somebody. It's a, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. I didn't taught you already. So you need to get the tapes because I don't have time to go down. I promise you, that ain't your big issue. It's not. The issue is the person that you look at in the mirror who God says change and you say, there's none greater than me in this house. So sit. You're too prideful, Huss. There's none greater than me. Who do they think they are? Are you here? And if we change those habits, see, remember, we don't try to rehabilitate the old man. We kill him. You don't put him, you, 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 you just kill him. Are you hearing me? Watch this. Say this. Obedience brings the blessing. My habits control my future, not chance. There's no luck. There is only the blessing and the curse. There is only favor and the curse. There, there is no luck. Ain't no God's, you know, I've just been lucky. No, 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 no. That's been like X-Men. That's been the Lord saying, I know this one over here really should get it, but I'm going to give it to the one over here. Somebody say, I am, I am. Joseph. Joseph. I want you to say this with me. Right through. I want you to say this with me. What I have does not measure my prosperity, but what I do with what I have. 